Hi, everyone, and welcome to Another Kind of Wealth podcast with me, Lottie Leaf. I'm the founder of the Jura Society, a platform and private client consultancy focused on crafting a deeper connection between wealth and wellness. We aim to inspire and educate women to take control of their financial future. I have the pleasure of being able to speak with some of the best in the business, and now I get to share this with you. So come on in and join us as we hear all about today's topic. is working apologies i am not very technical <laughs> there she is hello 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 um, can you hear me i can yes can you hear brilliant, me brilliant well thank you very much for being here and thank you to everybody who's slowly coming in and joining us today um welcome to the first of our in our conversation series we're so delighted to have nicole farrow here with us today um just a brief note we're not providing any financial professional advice so a little caveat there um but today we're going to be speaking about high net worth divorce and family dynamics and specifically discussing how we can build a strong framework for you to navigate your way through divorce now, today I'm very pleased to be joined by our very special guest, Nicole. She's a qualified divorce coach with a lot of experience, specifically working with high net worth divorcees, helping them through the process. Um, so a huge thank you and welcome to Nicole today. And to get started, um, I think I'd love to find out a little bit more about your career path, your experience, how you get to where you are today. Okay, yeah. So um, I actually started off in the corporate world. So very far away from divorce coaching. Um, but I was, you know, in mentoring and coaching sort of at that level. And it was all about how to get the best out of people and get people working together and resolving conflict in teams, etc. Um, but actually, I realized that a lot of what pains us at work and a lot of the stress that comes actually from our personal life. Um, and I was having more and more conversations about what was going on personally in the relationships there. And that's where there was sort of real conflict and struggles. Um, and I worked with um, some couples who were you know, experiencing difficulties. And you know, naturally, not every couple manages to work their way through it. And some do result in divorce. And I think with my own personal experience, so I was born into a blended family. So my dad had um, children from a previous marriage and my parents then divorced when I was two. So I've grown up around, you know, divorce and yet yeah, that kind of trying to bring families together and steps and halves and all the rest of it that goes with it. And as a result, I've actually been through a divorce myself in my late twenties. And when I look around my family, actually a lot of my siblings have gone through a similar situation. And I think it's not surprising when you know, we are products of our own environment and quite often history can repeat itself. Um, and I found that really interesting. And, um, you know, I've, I've been sort of gone down that route and really trying to use my own experience as well as obviously my coaching um, qualifications and, and background to kind of help people through that journey. Um, yeah. Specifically the divorce itself, but also the bit that comes afterwards where you're still a family and you've got to try and work together because you know, that person's not going away. They're, they're going to be in your life for the rest of your life. And it doesn't finish even when the children finish school. Um, 
you know, there will be weddings and grandchildren and other events and things. And I think, you know, it's such a transformational um, change in someone's life and having the right support makes a massive difference to the couple, but also to the next generation as well. Yeah, I think that's so important. And the fact that you've been through it yourself as well, you understand exactly what the process is like. And, you know, even from sort of a second generation divorce experience as well, you saw your parents go through it. You went through it, you understand the emotional um, and the, the process, the legal process as well. I think that that's two very separate elements that people mm -hmm. have to, to deal with for the first time. So actually, with your experience yourself, what do you feel that you kind of bring along with your training to your clients? So I think it's, um, it's very easy to kind of get sucked into the what's happening now and what's mm. happened before so the kind of the, the pain and the anger and the frustration and the hurts and you're actually being asked to make some really really big um critical decisions that are going to have a huge impact not only on your life but your children's life so every person i work with has children so there's always that element of as I said, there's, there's a relationship that has to be maintained afterwards. And at the time, you're in such a, a stressful situation that you can't, you're actually in defense mode or survival mode. Um, and therefore, you're not thinking at your best and you're not thinking at, you know, rationally. And therefore, having that level of support and understanding of having gone through it, but also my training and understanding not only the conscious mind, but the subconscious mind and what's happening there. Um, because actually 95% of our thoughts come from our subconscious. So if you're only dealing with the 5% that you're aware of, you're missing a massive trick and you're not going to really make a difference. And so um, I think it's having that kind of, it's the psychology around divorcing and having to experience a massive change in your life because as human beings, we don't really like change, despite the fact we're actually very good at it. We don't like it. And so it's supporting someone and getting them out of that survival mode. So actually they can make really, really good decisions and navigate it and come out better for it as opposed to, you know, my life has something's ended and it's the end of the world and it's really painful, which I think is where a lot of people start off. Yeah, and I completely understand and, and I can relate to, to that sort of that professional parenting element of it because I think a lot of people naturally will go to friends and family, they'll try and offload, they'll burden their friends and family, they'll get more conflict almost from entangling more people into the process, but actually coming to somebody like you, they have got somebody who knows what good looks like, mm. what, you know, what the outcomes might be and really I think decision making help is so, so important, especially when you're going through such critical decisions. So I don't know if you're able to kind of give a little bit of an example of some clients that you maybe have worked with recently, what kind of uh, scenarios maybe that they've really needed your help with? Um, so I can't sort of speak yeah, to that's because of, you know, confidentiality. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is, it's interesting, actually, since lockdown in particular, I think actually a lot of older people are choosing mm. to get divorced. And there's a sort of an assumption that it's, it's people with young children that I help, but that's not always the case. Um, and actually there are, I've had scenarios where even the divorce has happened years before, but the pain and the conflict is still there. And actually there's a, you know, there's a family event, say a wedding coming up. And actually it's the child, it was the daughter that's got in touch to say, oh, um, I'm really struggling. My parents just can't be in the same room as one another. It's, it's been, you know, 16 years, but the pain's still there. It's very real and it's going to really have an impact on my big day and on my mum and my dad. 
So it's kind of the not resolving stuff. And it doesn't matter how many years down the line, if it doesn't get resolved, it's still going to be there. It doesn't disappear. If anything, it just gets worse because you convince yourself that the way you remember it and your perception is correct and that's fact. And then it's really hard to step away from that. Um, so there's a lot of that going on. And as I said, even um, more recently with older couples, and you think that it would get easier, but actually... If anything, I think having older children makes it harder because at that point, the, old, the adult children have an opinion and they and get told even more than younger children would get told. And then there's sort of taking sides. So actually, I've, I've um, had that recently um, with, with someone that I was working with where, you know, the, the children are, are, are then involved and, and said, you know, it's then not just about the couple anymore. Um, so that and that's been um, something that's been quite interesting over the last year, particularly with lockdown. As I said, I think there's more divorce later. Um, and then it's the, the sort of standard battle lines are drawn, um, communication through solicitors, um, which, you know, just obviously they, they are often charged by the hour. So it just ends up there's absolutely no communication by the end of the divorce. And actually, it's almost getting to a parallel parenting relationship as opposed to a co-parenting relationship um so there's a lot of that that's you know that goes on um and then sort of just letting go of that what's been before and having the being able to sort of step back and see that individual as a parent is separate to the person you're divorcing so how they are as a parent is different to how they were as a husband or a wife but it's very difficult sometimes to sort of separate the two and you can quite easily make judgments based on how they've treated you rather than how they treat your children um Definitely. yeah actually there's one girl who i follow i can't remember her name but but i see on there that she's a very active co-parent and actually that's really refreshing she throughout lockdown you know being shown um her interacting with her co-parent and you know <laughs> that they're showing that it is possible but i can imagine she's probably got somebody like you behind and in the wings and saying you know this is okay and opening up that dialogue and that communication between two parents who are separate and again with the lockdown scenario as well so it's very tricky to manage yeah yeah I mean people have had differing opinions about lockdown and the rules and restrictions and things anyway and you know, even within married couples and even your your parenting style within a married couple you know will be different but then imagine that when you're not present and you've got to kind of relinquish that control and try and see the other parents parenting without judgment of a situation mm -hmm. you weren't there for. It's really, really tricky, especially if, as I said, there's pain and hurt and you're kind of um, trying to, to differentiate the two and split the two between your relationship with them and their relationship with the children. It's, it's not easy um, and it's quite difficult sometimes, I think, to have that open mind. Yes, well, exactly. And I think that actually with a lot of your clients, so it's interesting that you say you can help them through the different uh, sort of time horizons. So you, you I don't know which, like, you know, before, during, after. Are there yeah. any sort of correlation that you can see more of? Or well, I would love to say that all the clients that I work with come to me at the beginning of the process and want to have an amicable divorce. But that's mm. just not true. Um, most of the time it's when things have gone wrong and, you know, battle lines have been drawn and it's getting to the point where the communication is just through the solicitors and they're struggling through the actual divorce process um and still trying to to parent 
or it comes afterwards. Um, so a lot of my clients are referrals from solicitors. Quite often when the solicitors have you know, become really attached to their client and they really care about them and they're generally concerned about how they're going to manage and maintain this relationship when their job is done and you know, that's, that's the end of it for them, but there's still you know, tension and um, pain there that they've got to try and resolve to move forward. Yeah, no, that's really helpful. And so, I mean, talking about lockdown again, because that seems to be what, what, what we're happening and what we're going through now. Have there been any other um, trends that you've spotted? I know you mentioned about the older divorcees, mm. but I don't know if there's any other behavioural issues that have been coming through. Um, I think lockdown just exasperates a lot of behaviour. Um, and I think a lot of kind of divorces and the a few I've seen a few sort of um articles and things of you know lockdown ended my marriage and in all honesty I think that lockdown hasn't ended anybody's marriage there was issues there before it's just exasperated any problems that were already existing and also there's no distractions you can't kind of put it on the back burner and and you know go and distract yourself with other things it's very much you know up there in your face and you can't get in you can't go anywhere else um uh so I think Obviously, the, the divorce rate went up at the end of last year. Um, it was up by 18.4%, uh, which was an increase for the last two years. And I think we're going to see that again this year in particular, because I think a lot of people have actually stayed because of lockdown. Mm. Um, because the idea of going through a divorce whilst being in lockdown just seemed too much at the time. So I think, you know, same as we've seen in Italy and Turkey and China, I think when we actually come out of lockdown, I expect there will be a surge in in the divorce rate again um i think it'll be even higher numbers this year well yeah yeah i i think that that's what we're, we're sort of hearing on, on the mm. you know on the horizon is actually people have really tried um but then when it gets back to normality they might have a little bit more space and they've had this thinking time and it's all you know if it's not working now it probably won't do later on um but right. but actually could you run through what is the process so so say the the, the lawyer has referred you solicitors referred mm -hmm. them to you are you working with a one-on-one -on -one? are you have you got the couple together yeah what, what's the dynamic like so um my preferred option is to work with both parties um so not everybody wants to work like that and if um somebody approaches me or i get a referral and you know one party's not interested i wouldn't then not work with the interested party so i will still do one to one but the ideal scenario is that i work with both so they both have one to one coaching and we can do a lot of the kind of emotional um support the mental support um working out kind of where they're going and what's happening after the divorce and dealing with their own kind of emotions feelings thoughts etc and then we also have joint sessions together so um initially that's on a weekly basis um so it is kind of you know all the communication and um trying to work through the the actual some of the logistics of co-parenting during that or, or after if that's the case and actually court rulings already been decided um but then the joint sessions should become less frequent um as they actually start to communicate better together they shouldn't need my help and actually then they can can continue on their own but the one-to-one -one sessions will continue all the way through and some in some scenarios one um party may choose to stay on with me for longer than the other that's absolutely fine um but it's really until they're at a place where 
that they are able to co-parent effectively and move on as individuals because so it is a big change for you personally um, and you know there's a lot of change for you to deal with um, as an individual so there's that support as well and I also work with blended families so for those who have you know come together but there are children from a previous marriage or relationship and you know trying to introduce someone new or introduce the children to one another all that kind of stuff it comes with mm -hmm. challenges so I support people in that way as well yeah no I can see this is such such an incredible sort of uh, service uh, for for so many people because struggling on your own like it's really difficult to know who to go to and mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of you know who can I trust and who's actually got my best interests at heart and who is uh, a professional so I don't know can you run through a little bit about your training and, and where you got to because I saw that you trained with some very interesting and yeah. very reputable people actually um, yeah. which so, is fascinating. I started off with Tony Robbins um, mm. so obviously he's kind of the the biggest known coach I think yeah. if you go and look down that kind of profession then I just went for the biggest name possible um, so so yeah so I did the yeah. training um, and then also Bob Proctor as well who's also another big over in America um, and then my um, NLP certificates so all of that's kind of based on neuro-linguistic programming anyway um, but then you know, I've got the background in that also um, and they also cover um, human needs psychology so really understanding from a just from a basic human perspective what we're all trying to meet and how we meet our needs and how we work I said um, subconsciously as well as consciously so it's really understanding the mind and your mindset and how to get the best out of it uh, which in this situation, or any stressful situation, it's your best asset and it's the thing to really take care of. Um, so that's, and it is, it is the psychology and the mindset around, around change really is, is what I do. Yeah, change management for humans. I love that. That's really, really powerful. Um, so I guess bringing on from that, if, if somebody is in a position at the moment where, sorry, my camera keeps like swirling around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody is going through... Um, divorce at the moment or they're they're coming up to the brink of should I shouldn't I mm. are there any tips that you can give that will just help them you know to relax to step back to maybe reframe something at the moment so, so taking care of your number one asset is is crucial so you have mm. to look after your mindset and there's some really basic obvious stuff around sleep and eating and exercise and getting outdoors you know we have our minds are incredible and the natural chemicals that we release into our body um that has such an you know the mind and the body are completely intrinsically linked you don't get one without the other and if you're feeling stressed and you're you know especially if you're still in the same household um then getting outside and getting some fresh air and getting away from it all and having a really really good routine that takes care of your mindset is really really key because that's what's going to allow you to make better decisions um, the other thing is to get some really good support and help. And I know you mentioned earlier about, you know, friends and family and they are great and they want to be there for you, but they will also have their own perspective, their own view. Um, you know, they care about you. They're going to have your best interests at heart, but that's going to play out through their own perspective, through their own experience. And we all bring that to the table. None of us can sort of see something through someone else's eyes unless you can be objective and stay, you know, I'm sorry, and stand back from it, which is what a professional can do. Someone who can understand, um, as I said, both sides and, and understand what's going on mentally and, to, and have that different outlook. Um, your friends and family are too close in a way yeah. to 
they get kind of emotional blurring um, and it's not necessarily the rational outcome that, you know, will maybe be better for you in the long term, um, you know, that you might not enjoy in the short term. Um, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, they mean well, they do, um, yeah. but they are involved and they will have their own perspective and their own view and it's and it's and it's worth knowing that but having friends and family around and having a really good support network is key but if you can get you know outside professional help it it really does um pay mm-hmm. dividends in you know being able to support you and and keep you on track um the and and the mindsets um is the other thing and also just knowing the process because i think everybody assumes and i think media has really kind of stirred this up there's a a natural assumption in our society that if you get divorced it's painful it's shameful your friends will choose you have to go to court you're going to have to fight it out because they're going to come after you for everything you've got it's going to be horrendous um and actually it really doesn't have to be like that and there are so many different options and so many different ways to get divorced that doesn't resolve doesn't result sorry in going to court mm-hmm. and actually the courts are really really far behind anyway I mean they are doing virtual hearings but even with that um you know the the statistics were released a couple of weeks ago saying it takes 56 weeks to get divorced um so if you imagine the emotional roller coaster you have to go on for 56 weeks you know you, you can avoid court there are lawyers that are willing to be part of a collaborative process where you should be able to walk in the room and not know who's solicitors who's because they're working together um you know there are other routes and you should look at your different options and try as much as possible to make it amicable regardless of um you know what's gone before it's a case of thinking about what's best for the future you can't change what's been um you you know the marriage is over but there is still an opportunity to have a healthy relationship with your ex where they don't trigger you um it doesn't upset you to see them and you can really both be there for your children especially so um, I think staying focused on the future, looking after your mindset and getting the right help. Um, yeah, I completely, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think that when you're, you're dealing with children, um, I think that people, that there's been this sort of stigma and this, uh, you know, this, this danger that they use children as pawns and they take them to one side. And it's actually what's the implication for the child later on in life if they are then used as a, as a weapon between families and I think that that is um, it's very hurtful and it's not conducive for anybody's happiness at all and I think you must probably see that quite a bit where you almost have to step in to prevent that from happening um, what do you think yeah and this is the thing the moment you um, criticize your ex um, in front of your child your child assumes, takes that on as a a personal criticism because they can't differentiate between you as parents and them, you made them, you are part Mm -hmm. of them. So the moment you criticize your ex, it's like you've insulted them and they take that very personally and they will start to think that, well, I must be like that. So mummy or daddy must think that of me. And And it's very hard to undo that. Our subconscious mind is developed as children and then we spend our entire adult life looking for evidence that our belief system is right now that can be a really empowering belief system or it can be a really limited one and if you've made um comments about your ex that your child has then taken on as that's me that's my personality they believe that um and they won't even realize that that's what they're the program that they're running on and um, but it is and we all have that from our parents because they are the most influential people 
or whoever we grew up with are the most influential people in our lives and that does shape who we become and that's why we are products of our environment and why so often you see like in my scenario where parents who have been divorced often their children go on to get divorced um Mm -hmm. and you know there's four of us and all of us are divorced or have children from a previous marriage or a partnership so Mm -hmm. you know it, it speaks for itself and you know there's plenty of statistics to support that so you really have to think as much as you may be hurting as much as you may be angry the environment that you're creating for your children that's the legacy of your divorce or your marriage that's what you're creating for the future and not only for them but they will then go on and create that for their children so you have to stop it somewhere and i think sadly said media and um kind of society dictates it is this horrible thing so we go in thinking that that's what it's going to be and guess what that's what we get because we're psyched up for a battle we're already in defense mode well the moment you're in defense mode you're in survival so you're not thinking about the future you're not thinking about what's best for you or your children long term and that's what i think really needs to change in society in general but that's you know really where working with someone like me can really help to break that cycle so that you, you choose something different for you and for your for your future yeah no i uh, that's that is so powerful and i think actually a lot of solicitors are perhaps more aware of the importance of bringing in professional coaches or therapists within the process to actually look after the emotional you know integrity of the client not necessarily just the legal unwrapping but making sure that they come out the other side as a whole person again mm-hmm. and they haven't just been you know sort of shredded and are having to, to re- recover on their own um, and I think that is so important to have that team as you said whether it's you know getting a nutritionist getting somebody to help you with the children you know so you're able to rebuild yourself um, and look after your mindset as well so yeah I think that's it's wonderful and so who can who yeah who where would you where would you find you how can we get in touch with you and and what resources are, are available for people who maybe are not able to, you know, hire somebody like yourself, perhaps? Yeah, so um, so I've got my website, so NicoleFarrow.com. There's lots of resources, free resources on there, um, as well as, you know, through social media, Instagram. I'm also, I do um, a monthly um, appearance on Five Live. Um, so that's always available. And I, that's always, you know, goes up on social media afterwards if you're not able to tune in at the time. Um, and then also I've done some sort of writing for, for Tatler and, and other places as well. So lots of material out there. Um, and there is lots of support and there is lots of help if you look in, you know, look for it. Sadly, I said, you have to kind of look for it. It's not obvious. And I think that, that really needs to change that we don't keep going to the courts and, and to battle it out. And actually what I'd love to see in the future is, you know, the, the Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin divorce becomes the norm. And actually, you know, the, the Paul McCartney, Heather Mills is the exception to the rule, um, rather than the other way around, where I think, you know, they, Chris, Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow really got mocked for their... I know, um, for doing it too nicely. They were like, what's this about? You're, you're, yeah. This is war you're going into here. This isn't yeah. just a friendship breakup. Um, but no, I think it's fantastic what they yeah. did. And it'll be interesting to see what um, Kim and Kanye, how, how that plays <laughs> out as well. Yeah. I think that's going to be quite a highly publicised um, divorce. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they... Kardashians are really doing well with their co-parenting. Yeah. Um, and actually doing a pretty good job of it. Um, so, you know, there is there are evidence of people who do this um, mm-hmm. you know, around. But I think we need to see a lot more of it and really kind of, you know, push the needle on it. Um 
because as I said, when you go in with that mindset, you're just setting yourself up to fail from, from the get go and no one wins. And that's, mm. um, especially not your children. So yeah, no, that's really important. So I think before we, before we wrap up, I don't know if you want to give sort of your, your three tips, top tips for a healthy, you know, divorce from your point of view. So absolutely get some help. Ideally, both of you. Um, so if you can work together on it, as I said, there are lots of different options out there. There is even an option to have the same solicitor and avoid court altogether. So, you know, if you can both come at it of, right, let's do this in the right way, amicably as possible, then, you know, you've got collaborative divorces, uh, lawyers, you've got um, the divorce surgery, you can literally just use the same lawyer, you can work with someone like me. So if you can approach it that way, but either way, get some support. Because um, even if you just look at it financially, communication through your solicitors is going to be so much more expensive than actually just trying to communicate together and working on that um, so support mindset so again you know really really taking care of your your mind throughout this because it is going to be a big change even if you've got the most amicable divorce going it's still a big adjustment and as we've seen in the last year we can adjust but we really don't like it you know as human beings it just goes against the grain so so look after your mindset and then really think about the future and about your your own aspirations but also what you want as a family because you are still a family you're a different shape granted there may be even people coming in to that family later on down the line three out of four people will go on to remarry but you are still a family and stay focused on that i think that's really 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 important and thank you so much for all of your words of wisdom mm-hmm. and for joining us this afternoon and i'll I'll, I'll send a little follow-up note with sort of all the resources and everything that you've mentioned as well, which I'll post um, for everybody else who wants to follow up on that. And I'll share your details of where we can find you, Nicole. But thank you so much. Um, yeah, and we will see you all very soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as we did. If you can think of anybody else who would benefit from listening too, please share it with them using the social media buttons on this page. And don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes too. For further resources, make sure you're following us on Instagram at The Jura Society. And don't forget to sign up to our quarterly newsletter, The Wealth and Wellness Edit, where you'll be the first to gain access to our in-person talks, events and much, much more. Until next time, see you later. Bye-bye.